Welcome to Overshare. For those of you who haven't been with us before, uh, this is a live event series and podcast where I interview creatives who I admire, not about their highlights and their unbelievable successes, but about the struggles it takes being a creative professional. Uh, You can go to conferences and hear people talk about those highlights and look at their social media, but a lot of times it's not really relatable. So I wanted to talk to people about their insecurities and their failures and, you know, all of that stuff that people (laughs) generally aren't too comfortable talking about in public. Uh, But uh, I think it's really important uh, to, to hear those things. I think a lot of times we all assume everyone else has it figured out. And then once you realize that nobody else really does, it makes you feel a little bit better about, about your own journey. It's been a while since we've done an episode, almost a year. Uh, we're really excited to be back. Uh, we're going to start doing these more consistently. Uh, so hopefully you'll be able to have something every, uh, every month or so to listen to. Uh, I'm Justin Ginek. I'm your host, and I'm also the co-founder of Working Not Working. If you're not familiar with Working Not Working, we are a curated community uh, that connects companies with the best creatives in the world, the most respected, most awarded, hardest working creatives in advertising, design, production, and tech. Uh, and that's not hyperbole. They are really the best. Companies like Apple, Airbnb, Droga5, Google, and the New York Times all use Working Not Working to discover and hire talent for freelance and full-time gigs. Uh, if you want to check it out and learn more or join Working Not Working, uh, just go to workingoutworking.com. And this episode is sponsored by Freelancers Fund, uh, which is a new endeavor by the team here at Working Not Working. We're trying to help independent creatives get paid faster and more consistently and, and unlock some of those services and benefits normally reserved for 9-to-5 workers. Uh, we also want to help companies who are looking to simplify their accounts payable for freelancers. If you'd like to learn more about Freelancers Fund and to sign up to be notified when the beta launches, go to freelancersfund.com. Good. I've completed it's really, Netflix. You, all the way. You're done. I've been waiting to tell that joke for like... <laughs> it's, people don't laugh on Twitter anymore because there's nobody actually on Twitter anymore. So I've said it and like three people liked it, but in a room full of people, like 150 people liked it. Plays, it. it plays, it plays. It plays out. Now, this was our first overshare ever in London. Uh, London is our fourth biggest market within the working networking community after New York, LA, and San Francisco. Uh, there's a lot of amazing talent there, and we, we wanted to get over there and show them some love. Uh, so we did this overshare uh, with Kate Moras. See, I've been a fan of hers for a long time. She's one of the most colorful people I know, figuratively and literally. Uh, she got her start making free logos for bands on MySpace, uh, just bands she wanted to like be able to go to the show for free. So she would design a logo and send it to them and be like, hey, you guys want to use that? You can. Uh, and that worked for her. <laughs> it, it led to her getting asked to design flyers and gig posters and, uh, and then it led all the way up to now she does music videos for bands and packaging and branding and designing the concert tour for, uh, for One Direction. Uh, so she took her passion way back in the day and has parlayed it into a really successful career and a successful studio in Studio Maras over in London. Uh, so this is a recording from our live conversation. Uh, we had a really good time. We had a, over 100 people turn out in the pouring rain in London. Uh, and she made fun of me a bit for asking dumb questions. I almost made her cry. Uh, so it seems like a pretty, pretty fair trade. Anyway, uh, enjoy this conversation with Kate and I. This mic is really heavy. It is. It's, it's and I like. I'm, it's a good workout. It's like I feel like it's effort to talk, uh, and I like talking. So well, we I can just switch arms. Yeah. Can yeah. you hold it for me? If anybody just wants to like squat in no, between us and hold no, the mic, no, it's so fine. I, I got this. You're good. Um, I feel like most people know who you are, but for those who don't, 
Uh, Kate is an award-winning multitasking illustrator, art director, director, and designer. She spends her time applying her magic touch to music videos, textiles, identities, murals, fashion, and magazine covers for big-time publication. Uh, publications recently, Studio Maros, uh, Maros, Maros. Uh, Maros uh, which she set up to focus on branding, art direction, and commercial projects, created the much-talked-about much tour visuals for One Direction. I don't know who that is. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, and then Kate also makes time to put on her own solo shows, give lectures, and author the book Make Your Own Look. So welcome, Kate. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Uh, so we're going to start off, you know, really hard-hitting questions. Uh, how are you? I'm actually really good. You're really good? Yeah. Not just regular good. I mean, I know it's horrible weather, but, you know, it's summer in our studio is not too insane. So I'm going home on time and, you know, being lazy. And enjoying the summer. It, it, you guys get better weather than this, right? Yeah, okay, sometimes. yeah. Sometimes. Okay, cool. It's occasionally. Um, so another uh, in-depth, hard-hitting question. What's your favorite color? Which yellow. might be like Sophie's choice for you, no? I already said yellow. I was so quick. It's so quick. Well, good. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite curse word? Fuck. That's a good one. Okay. Um, and now, uh, where are you from originally? Um, well, I was born in London, but my dad is from South Africa, and my mother is from Texas. Oh, wow. So do you have dual citizenship? No. No. Okay, it's all right. You don't want to. But anyway. apparently, well, it's a good thing because I would have been taxed for life by both countries. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'm happy that I'm. I only have a British passport. Okay, that, that's smart. Uh, now, when you grew up, uh, did you grow up in a creative household? Yes. I mean, my dad is in property, and my mum was a teacher. But um, I think they both had creative sensibilities. So my mum used to hire art students to babysit me instead of babysitters. So I would be like making things out of balsa wood and you know, all sorts of strange friendship bracelets and doll's house things. I was I was definitely, like, satisfied creatively as a child. I had lots of projects. Yeah, and it was encouraged, which is good. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. And I think, luckily, also into school, even though I went to quite an academic school, it was cool for me to kind of focus on art-based subjects. It didn't. They weren't, you know, trying to push me into any specific direction. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't have that support and encouragement because uh, like, go get a real job, you're never going to make any money on art. <laughs> I know, mean, like I, I was encouraged not to pierce every part of my body and get <laughs> tattoos everywhere, which uh -huh. I did do, uh -huh. um, and shave my head and various other things when I was younger. But I think my dad eventually got over that, um, the stigma that he thought would be attached to me if I looked like a, I don't know, an urchin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so for you, was it like, when did you learn to be yourself? Was it, was it always just like easy for you or? Yeah. You, yeah I mean, I think I've realized now that I'm in my thirties that I could have had a much harder time in whatever way and how, however I've grown up, but I have always been myself. And I think in a way that's kind of take why it's taken me so long to realize it because I was lucky enough to like express, be allowed to be my authentic self forever. So I painted my own bedroom, I cut my own hair, I did whatever I want. I mean, obviously within reason, yeah. you know, but I, I was definitely kind of liberally free. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, let's see, how did you, now I've seen you talk before mm. and, I, and I like your 
your origin story of how you started designing. Uh, oh, yeah, so I don't know which you, one. Oh, well, it, it, well, maybe it has a lot to do with MySpace and, oh, yeah. and, and kind of making things happen. I for thought yourself. you were going to go back to like Jewish summer camp. From oh, let's do that too. We can do that. Yeah, let's start with Jewish so summer camp. Yeah. At seven, I was sent to Jewish summer camp, um, which is really long, like two weeks, no parents, literally like Lord of the Flies. It's all run by children, yeah. teenagers. And it, like some boarding school, we'd get sent off to a boarding school, and it would it was very like um, hedonistic, um, even though we were learning yeah, about seven. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, it's liberal, so it was like God could exist if you want him to. She, he, they, whatever. Um, anyway, so that was kind of like where I found myself because it was a place I could exist outside of school and the constructs of like day to day life, and I could just be be whatever I wanted to and. We did a lot of art and music and stuff there. So that's kind of where I found myself. So that's my, like, yeah. real true origin story. But, but yeah, MySpace really was the place where I sort of sp spread my wings, if you like, as a designer. I mean, I, I definitely wasn't a designer, but I was pretending to be one. Well, and what was the motivation? Because like, you, you, there's things you wanted, or you, you, were, you were a big music fan, you were into music, and you just wanted to be... I just wanted to get into to club nights. Yeah. So um, it would be like my friend would start a night and then I'd be like, OK, well, I want to go every Wednesday uh -huh. and I don't want to have to pay three pounds. Um, so I'll design their poster or, um, yeah, just stuff like that. It was it was very um, juvenile, but it worked. And I became known for the, the person on MySpace that does free logos. <laughs> And posters and websites and all sorts. So you could just like find a band, discover a band, yeah. be super into them, like, hey, I'll make you a logo. Yeah, like, and then I kind of got some jobs off the back of my ropey HTML skills. I built like the Maccabees first website and um, Lightspeed Champions first website, like, so badly. Like, I'm surprised. I think I probably got paid, like, £100 or something. But, um, yeah, it was it was a great way to kind of meet people. Uh, yeah, I did the Young Turks logo. That that was a long time ago. Yeah, so um, it was a great way to meet people. And it was London. It was the burgeoning indie music scene. You know, the Klaxons and also, like, Grindy, which was, like, grime in indie. I don't know if you know that even I, I existed. Know Grindy. Grindy? Anyone Grindy? No? Just me, then. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a really interesting time in London, and um, everyone thought they were shit hot, and it was the scene and whatever. It was kind of gross as much as it was really exciting. And then I kind of left London after that because I didn't really like who I was at that time. Where did you, you end up going? I went to New York for three months. Um, and c didn't tell anyone I was coming back. And then I came back under the radar and like reinvented myself. Because it just got you out of that scene. Yeah, yeah, I just, I didn't want to necessarily like continue partying and not that I was doing anything. I was, I was, I never drank or did any drugs. So I was just like the person who was like at the gym at the club, you know, <laughs> like just drinking water and dancing. <laughs> but no, um, I, I don't know. I just, I just sort of thought it was, it was a little bit, um, vain and and it was a little bit sort of superficial um and although i had like great friends and i had a great time i i really wanted to focus on working and and a career and how old were you at that time when you decided to leave well i finished uni so i don't know how old are you when you finish uni 22 maybe yeah 22 yeah. something like that yeah and what'd you do in new york um i slept on a my friend's apartment floor and um, did a, t a bit of freelance work while I was there. Not not in America, mostly for British people, just from across the river. But just had a good time. Ate like salads and things. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're known for our salads you in New are. York. Uh, I don't know if you guys have are been there, but it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Like compared to the yeah, United yeah. Kingdom, have yeah, you yeah, ever probably. had like a good salad? What in do you England? guys have salad here? Yeah, we have. It's like okay. a cucumber and a lettuce. <laughs> yeah. Just one of each. <laughs> it's, it's, light gra- it's light grazing. It's just a sliced cucumber. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, now, do you consider yourself rebellious? Um, I consider myself half rebellious, half a massive SWAT. What's a massive SWAT? A SWAT is a nerd. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I'm getting an education up here. Yeah, it's good. SWAT. It's a great word. Yeah. So, like, this is, th- I've realized that's why I'm, I am, like, quite good at business, is because I just, I want to make the teacher happy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I want to make the client happy. I want to bring them a shiny apple. Because if you're yeah, rebellious fully, you'd just be like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like not the dogmatic designer that yeah. other people may be. I, I don't really try and push my agenda too much. I just yeah. want the person to be happy, and I want to make a nice piece of work and everyone to be friends. Yeah. Do you find that's, that's, that's amazing? That's, is, is that, that, like, is but that I the think that's door? like totally not cool, and like everyone, sh- everyone else I know who's like successful is like brutal, cutthroat, like dogmatic like these are the rules and if you don't follow them then design is bad like i'm like oh you want to do it in yellow okay you know like most of the time i'm quite flexible i i I listen to what someone wants and then if i think it's gonna work i do it and if i think it isn't gonna work i still do it to show them that i don't think it's gonna work and then i like take them out for coffee and try and change their mind yeah that's that seems like a really responsible way to for client services but like, it, yeah, and not it's a, nice. not a, like a, it's not even nerdy. It's just like, oh, caring about what someone else needs, and then using that framework and those those parameters to make something else. Yeah, and and actually, like I say that I basically got all my work from one person because I met someone and I did what they wanted, and then they told everyone else that I was, I would give them what they wanted, and now everyone who calls me up to ask me to work with them knows that I'll give them what they want. And and I, I know that there, obviously there are times where you push back and you try and, and do other things, but I very much try not to uh, be influenced by that state of mind that we are in c- control and we know everything and we are always correct. Because a lot of the time, the client knows a lot more about their business than you do. So I like to listen to that and and be open about the process. I think for us in our studio, that's really important. Um, we share early and, and talk to stuff, talk through stuff with the client um, quite openly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that seems like a, like that sounds really nice in practice, and I think you nice. can you can no, but I mean, as far <laughs> as you can pull it off and still do great work, and I think there's probably people who work with work with clients, and if they gave them what they want all the time, they it might lead to shit work. So how do you how do you find that balance of still staying true to what you your style and your point of view? Uh, and while also giving them what they want and having them feel that? I think it's about trust a lot of the time. So sometimes the journey of getting where both of you want to end up might take a bit longer. Um, But I don't know. We also don't work with many commercial clients, so that helps. So we don't have, like, 45 people helping us make a decision. A lot of the time it's two or three people. You know, on a... I, I do commercial work as an illustrator where I have to satisfy people and they're like can you make that green and can you move that two inches to the right you know fine but um, I don't know I think it's hard to say yes sometimes I create work that isn't the best version of that thing but 
I've learned in the past when that's happened that it's gone out into the world and it's been well received and it's done the job. So I've learned that it's not necessarily going to be a failure if I go down a route that I maybe don't feel is right straight away. And I have had clients make, you know, make a call on something that I totally didn't agree with at the time because we're all like kind of children throwing our toys out of the pram sometimes. And then actually, like, in hindsight, they totally made the right decision. And I think the work is a thousand times better because of that one thing that annoyed me at the time. But then, yeah, we have clients where we draw evil f pictures of them on the board and write horrible things around them, too. So, you know, which we ones do, are those? I can't say. And they're not, their work is not on our website. Oh, okay, you know, um, those kinds of people. And I guess a lot of that is also making the decision to work with the right clients. So how do you decide what projects you say yes to and what you say no to? We say yes to most work. Um, we say no to a lot of music projects where we don't feel that we connect with the music, and that's what we say. I used to say I'm too busy, and then people used to say, okay, we'll wait, and then you never have anything else to say. Then they come back two weeks later, and, like, and you're like, yeah. So it's hard to... I, I learn a good come down. You know, you've got to learn a good kind of, oh, I'm really sorry, this isn't right for us, polite email. That's a really useful thing to have in your back pocket. So we do that a lot with music. Um, or sometimes we, we are really flexible. We work for people for free sometimes. We work for people for donuts. We work for people for, um, I don't know, what else have we worked? We, we do stuff for charities. We, we, do, we do lots of different types of work. Um, and we say yes to most people. Sometimes people will be like, oh, I really don't think you're going to want to do this job, but can you, can you design this thing for this thing? And we'll be like, yeah. And they're like, OK. I didn't think you were going to say yes. So that's how I like. I like to keep people on their toes. That's great. Yeah. Um, now, you wrote your book, uh, Make Your Own Luck. Mm. So what is the key to making your own luck? I think a you lot have to be doing something. Right. You can't you just can't sit around nothing. waiting. That's the key. Yeah. Major key. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I know if someone said that, like, this wasn't, you're not lucky. It's a combination of preparation and opportunity, something like that. It was like uh, General Patton, one of those guys. Uh, okay. I looked it up. I actually looked it up today. I think it's General Patton. Um, okay. And then, and then four other people are credited on Google on the first page for also saying that quote. So it's one That's of those quite, people. quotes tend to go down. Yeah, it's good. I'm just going to put. Now it's going to be you yeah, saying it's be it, me, yeah. but kind of slightly clumsily. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. But I think uh, a lot of times people who are lucky are just out there making shit happen, as opposed to sitting around wondering why it's not happening and then just kind of yeah. whining I mean, about it. Everyone's probably sitting here thinking that's a really shit title for a book, and I kind of agree. Like, if you look on Amazon, there's like 40 self-help books with the same title. Um, and I didn't really want to call it that, but there was literally no other way of explaining that one feeling. Um, because, yeah, I hate this assumption that you have a silver spoon or you um, you just got lucky because it's there's so much hard work into doing what everyone in this room is doing. And luck is kind of absolute bullshit. And everything you do has a knock-on effect. So that person that I stood next to in that club night queue, what, 15 years ago, you know, that job that I got with them could be the thing that, is, you know, it's a bit sliding doors, you know, but but that's kind of how I feel about things. Being open to opportunity and, 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 and taking on things and making yeah. things and, yeah. Yeah, and I just connecting with people. Like, I, I think um, every misconnection is a missed opportunity. And that's why things like this are great. Um, I really find that people that I work with or that I hire or that we collaborate with, it's all because of those connections. And without making them, 
you don't have any chance. So you have to get the ball rolling to make stuff happen. Yeah, I think people maybe underestimate that, the ability to connect with people. And yeah. being sincere. And yeah, and also it's been bottled into this, like, NAF networking, like, uh, I don't know, box where people think it's kind of gross and... I think it's great. I mean, I don't. I'm a recluse, um, but you know, occasionally I pop my head out from Brixton. But, but that's hard then. If you're if you're a recluse and and you're not naturally inclined to go out and meet people and, and talk to people, then like, how do you kind of get over that? Or do you just like hang with your friends and hopefully they Look, they're good friends? There's another misconception in creative world that you have to be an extrovert to be successful, which is not true. Um, I am an extroverted person, but I'm also really shy. Um, and I think everyone has a mixture of those two, um, two things. And I think if you are more timid or you are, do find it more difficult to connect with people, the internet is a, you don't have to do it in real life. Um, I have lots of people who I'm friends with or work with I've never met. Um, and there are other ways to make those connections um, through your art, your work, and, and various other platforms. It doesn't have to be in a room full of 200 people. Yeah, handing out business cards and shaking hands, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, what, what any of those things doesn't have to be the networking that we think of, yeah. Um, now, I don't know if this is a sensitive subject, uh, but what, do you, I feel like okay. you've, uh, how do you feel about people who knock off your work? You don't care. <laughs> you don't care? No. I've talked to other people who like freak out oh, about I it. Oh, I just think just it's like a waste of time. Yeah. I love watching other people freak out about people copying their work. I mean, we were doing it earlier at work. Um, but I really don't care. I don't... Firstly, you never know if you were the first person to do something. You probably weren't. Secondly, it's a compliment. I know that's like something a mum says. They're just jealous or something, you know. But um, thirdly, like, yeah, I don't even know where something ends and other things begin. Like... So, I, I mean, the, there's been a f few times where corporations have stolen my work and I've obviously gone out after them with a lawyer. Um, and there's been a few times where, like, someone stole my biography. <laughs> someone was not just ripping off my work, which was fine, but they were also, they copied my bio and then adjusted it to, like, with their name. And I was that, just that might have been me. Oh shit! I, no, I literally on my not not yours, but on my portfolio site about ten years ago, I had choose your own biography, and so I had a Hillary Clinton's bio that I just put my name in, um, and a couple others. So you might have been in the rotation. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that 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 felt a bit strange. But did you, what, how did you approach them? I emailed them, going like, I don't mind. You clearly like my work because I can see it on your website, but I would really like it if you wrote your own biography. <laughs> I love just lifting everything. Yeah, and I mean, I was thinking about their that. face on yeah. you, a photo of you, or what, what was no, it? No, not. I mean, we have had job applications where people have done that, but um, but no, I I really don't care. I care if you know, said high street chain makes clothes with said design on that I've obviously created, and it has my initials in, and they've managed to copy the design, including my signature, into the work. Um, that makes it so much easier oh, to prosecute. Isn't it? Yeah. Well. You, you'd be surprised. Yeah, these these guys, all these companies, they're cunts. You know, they 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 lie and they 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 wear you down. So I've had companies where I've said, look, anything you give me, I will give to charity, and they've pushed me and pushed me and pushed me. So it cost me thousands of pounds, and I lost money on things. And then at the end, I might get a shipment of clothes, which I then pay to send to, you know, to ship to somewhere for relief or something. You know, like. 
It's it's fucked. Well, we, we've seen that happen a lot. You know, the stories have come up in you know Zara and other major oh, yeah. companies. And stuff. So what do you recommend people do? Does it like cease and desist? Download it from the internet. Fill it in. Put in your uh, information. Prove your design, metadata, etc. Send it off. Keep sending it till you get a response. Most of the time, the company will take the product down. You won't get any money, but at least they'll stop selling the thing. Um, don't use a lawyer unless you have thousands and thousands of pounds. Good advice. Because like one letter will cost you seven hundred pounds from your lawyer, and a phone call will be like three hundred pounds. Especially if you're not going to make any money off of it. Yeah, like, and yeah. you know most of the time you might only make three percent of the profit that they would have made off the product. So if they make Primark make a product where they have a one pound profit margin, and then you're going to get three pence from that, and they might, you know, it's just, it's. It's a corporate game. It's not for small people well, like and, it's us. and they know what they're doing, too. Yeah, they know it's that, yeah. 100%. Well, it seems like uh, it's nice when the internet rallies behind oh, artists yeah, the and stuff like great, that. But you can also yeah. get in trouble for talking about stuff on the internet. So I was gagged by a company. for I was not allowed. I was had to stop talking about an issue that had happened, which I obviously can't talk about now either. Um, <laughs> because, I, you because you had already settled or because? Yes, because oh, okay. we settled. Even though we settled and I lost loads of money, yeah. um, I was still not allowed to talk about it anymore. So, you know, it's a it's an uphill battle. And, you know, go for it. Make a stink on the internet. I think there's some really great websites which just talk about that yeah. and will publish your work. Um, but also be careful who you point fingers at. I'm so embarrassed when some people are like, oh, my God, you've copied my work, and they put two things side by side, and you're like, mm. You know, just be careful who you who you call out on the internet because you, you, could, you could have copied them and not right. even know. And it's almost better to let other people call them out for you. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. let someone else do it on your yeah. behalf. Get a mate to do it or something. Well, I think a lot of us are on Instagram, and there's a lot of you see work that's very similar. Oh, it's all the same. I mean, well, how do you how do you recommend people don't fall into that trap? Don't make work that looks like other work. Yeah. Don't put. Uh, this is my trick, okay. and it's kind of I try and make it a rule in the studio, but it's very difficult. Never have another piece of work on your screen while you're making work. So never have a piece of work here and be working on something here. If you have an internal memory of references and things that you're, you've absorbed over time, they will re-knit themselves into a slightly um, distorted version of that concept, of that visual uh, thread or whatever, and then it will come out in a different way. And that's you. That's yep, how you form your, your identity yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as a designer. Don't ever copy one to one, and and it's it's really a topic that gets talked about a lot. And I don't I don't know the solution apart from us all just stop doing it. Yeah. Um, I think it's also hard with like young young talent when they come they're in school and they're trying to learn how to do. That's things. how you get taught at school right. in this country anyway. Like right. up until A level, all you do is copy Van Gogh and I don't know. Lichtenstein or whatever, like you're like given a topic pop art, make some pop art, and you copied ten pop artists. So when you go to university and they're like, oh, can you can you make this poster? We're like, oh, I'll look up this poster and I'll copy it. But it's it's and, a, it's and your a whole portfolio is Russian propaganda posters. A one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. like a night at your local pub. <laughs> yeah. It's always the beer within the yeah, arm. Yeah. With the oh yeah, coming oh, off with of a yeah. bit of a texture uh -huh. mm -hmm, and a white border. Yeah, who has that in their book right now? I no, don't. Okay, I never yeah, did that. Yeah, I was okay. never into constructivism or Russian propaganda posters. Okay, good. Um, all right. So creatives often thrive on the inspiration that comes from the highs and the lows. 
Uh, Say that again? Like, as creative people, I think we thrive, or a lot of people thrive, on the highs and the lows. Um, like, how do you handle the lows? Like, when times are tough, or when work isn't coming in, or you're just, like, kind of over it all? Um, I don't know. Um, luckily, I work with a great group of people. Um, so I don't feel the weight on my shoulders, perhaps, as you might if you work alone or if you're a freelancer. So that helps, you know, when that client is being annoying and wants you to make that thing yellow that you don't want to make yellow. You have someone to sit and go, oh, ha ha, like, you know, let's laugh at this because it'll make us feel better. Um, obviously, I'm quite alone when it comes to the business side of things. So I have to make quite big, scary decisions pretty much exclusively by myself and have had to for many years until I maybe got a bit more support from like a financial advisor and lawyers and things like that, which is really scary to even have those involved in the first place. Um, but yeah, go to Disneyland, smoke some weed. All right, someone's got to retweet that. Uh, that's pretty good. I mean, that's yeah. genuinely what I would do. So yeah. I'm going to tell you the truth. No, that's great. I know. I think maybe Disney World would be better. Disney World. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going for two weeks next year. Perfect. Yeah. Get some psychedelics. Yeah, absolutely. Call it a day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in California, you can do both. Yes. Yeah, we should plan a working out working trip. Can we do that? Like, yeah, I, I will. We just I get will everyone aboard. Guide through Disneyland. Holy shit, that would be amazing. I'm down. 100%. If we went to Disneyland in California, hey, I got a VIP guide on the last tour, and Wait, they take you on all the rides, and you go in the back exit. Where? How do you get that? All right, it's gonna be a great trip. We're gonna plan this. Adam's already. Pam, you're figuring it out. Okay, it's we'll like seven hundred and fifty dollars an hour. You've got that right. Uh, I didn't pay for it this time, but I probably would next we'll, time. We'll find a sponsor. <laughs> okay. yeah, it'll be good. We'll find some cannabis sponsor. brand that really wants to get the word out to the yeah, creative community. Done. It's going to be great. Perfect. I like it. Um, do you have moments of creative insecurity? No. Never. I'm not actually that creative. Really? Yeah, I'm really not. I'm just a log logical person that like does things. I don't consider myself like creative. Okay. But so you're like no, I, I'm just like a bad I'm like you're like I'm basically an accountant with bright I clothes. I am. Yeah. They, I'm. I'm. I am. I'm. I'm like a like a teacher's pet that happens to draw pictures. Yeah. yeah. So you're just you're, you're practical, and so you, I guess you just don't put that much pressure on yourself then. No. Just kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I always want to strive for the studio to create the best work and all this stuff, but a lot of it's just. Trying not to think about all of those keywords that get thrown in your direction when you do this kind of work. And like, you know, we don't enter awards. I know you said award winning at the beginning, which I always cringe. I took it from your bio. Oh dear. You gotta, you gotta I have that, that for shit. America, you know. <laughs> so they like, I <laughs> have to some give you credibility. credibility. Yeah. yeah, it's literally the first thing I've in your bio. Kate won is an like award two winning. two prizes in my whole life. Well, yeah, you won the Young Guns. I won Young Guns and I won a, an award for a TV advert once. There you go. That's all you need. So that's really, if yeah. you win one, you're award-winning. Yeah, yeah, and, but I, you don't and a YCN award. award, which was free to enter. There you go. So I entered that because it was free. So you're three-time award-winning, Kim mm, Ross. Triple platinum. <laughs> triple platinum. No, I, I, really, I really don't think that putting pressure, cre creatively putting pressure on yourself is, is worth doing. I think just trying not to think of yourself as special and just getting on with your day-to-day -day job is just as important um, in kind of fe feeding the fire creatively, if you like. And um, just don't take yourself too seriously. I so hate you designers that take themselves too seriously. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah everyone's like, yeah, God, the worst. <laughs> like, who goes to talks during the week? <laughs> exactly. It was right? a, well, well, what do you do? What do you do when you get stuck? Then, when you have a brief, uh, you're working with a client. Go home. You know, you go home. Yeah. Just say fuck it. Next just day. Or just talking out with 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 my my crew or whoever. Like talking is also a very important part of designing. We do a lot of talking at work. I think today we talked my like half the studio over there. I think today we talked like sixty five percent of the day, um, because that that's a part of the process is just talking. So yeah, that's a good solution. Talking just generally when you have a problem, talk about it. That's great in life. Uh, and I guess it gets really hard if you're. Freelancing and you're on your own. You're yeah, from home that's and why that. I stopped it's freelancing because like, it's fucking miserable. Yeah, it's really lonely. Yeah, and I I always feel like there was this sort of MySpace generation where you had to be like the one, you know, the dot com, and that's why I was, you know, for a minute, and then I realized that actually freelancing is really hard, and you don't necessarily always get to do the kind of work you want to do, even though you think you will if you're freelancing, and Working in a team is so amazing. And working in a team which has worked together for years is even more amazing. Um, like, I love the fact that I have staff that have been with me for four plus years. And like, we know each other so well. The process is much easier. Um, and and in the same breath, having new people come is really exciting because you have a, someone come in with a whole new perspective. So the mixture Changes of those- Changes the dynamic. Yeah, yeah the mixture of those two things is slightly terrifying. Um, but it's also really exciting. Mm. And on that note, you're hiring. Yes, I'm hiring in <laughs> London and in Atlanta. But I don't think you guys are from Atlanta. But you could be. You could. You could live in Atlanta. It's I mean, really nice. Yeah. Why, why not? not? Right? Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. If it's got a nickname like that, we gotta live there. My, my colleague texted me uh, yesterday from Hot Atlanta saying it was hotter <laughs> than the the greenhouse in Kew Gardens. There you go. So that's hot. Do you, you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Kew Gardens is something, is, I think it's a subway stop in New York somewhere, or a train stop, yeah. Yeah, see? The Kew Gardens here is like a big fancy garden in a big glass building. Uh, so Yeah, we basically steal everything same from thing. you guys. Yeah. Same thing, Okay, that makes sense. A hot room, uh, aka the subway in New York City. Yeah. Oh, God, it's awful. I'm kind of glad that I have the, we have this weather right now, because it's just been balmy and gross. Seasons are under um, underestimated. Under, yeah. I appreciate it. Underappreciated. Yes. Uh, do you feel like you have something to prove? Always. I mean, I feel like... I don't know. Yeah, I would be lying if I said no. Um, I... Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not so confident that I don't feel like I've got somewhere I need to go or I don't feel like I'm lacking in certain areas or whatever. I have my own creative issues and problems like everybody else. Um, and, yeah, of course, I've, I want to... My, my, actually, you know what? I do have something to prove. I want to prove that you can have a business that isn't motivated purely by profit or um, motivated by the traditional capitalist vision of what a company needs to be. And I want to go about having a community and a staff that have what they need, both financially and um, kind of culturally within the business that they work in. So that's my, what I want to prove is possible um, and that, that can have longevity, not just be a flash in the pan like many design studios are. Um, through history, you know, it is hard to keep the doors open. 
Um, so I want to keep my, my doors open. <laughs> you would like they, not they to close. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, it's great. You really, you have to like a layup. It's great. <laughs> so eloquent. That's right. <laughs> You're jet lagged too. It's cool. I'm, um, I'm also blushing, which is why <laughs> I pull my hat down over my face. Yeah, the face. color of that hat. It's great. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, are you. It's the Irish in me. Yeah, exactly. Are you. Uh, well, I guess you kind of just answered. I said, are you, are you motivated by specific goals? Because I know, like, uh, like I guess having a studio that uh, fulfills people and isn't completely capitalistic is a good goal. Are there other personal goals that, like, drive you? Um, I definitely feel kind of keen to be a spokesperson for certain things. Maybe not the things that people would maybe expect me to be about. Um, visibility in general, just in the workplace, of course, all of those sort of pressing, very relevant matters right now. And, um, um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think I did answer it previously. All of that, the stuff I said before. Do you feel like uh, ambition ever gets in the way of your happiness? Yes. I mean, I, I, I have a relatively healthy work-life balance but at the same time I totally don't I mean I don't have the same kind of work-life balance that maybe other people might have um but I uh, I definitely am addicted to working um and that can be unhealthy and I have made myself ill from working too hard um and not address that or I put things aside in my personal life that I should deal with because I'm focused on work but I think pe everybody does that. Um, I'm definitely not special. It's very, it's very hard not to. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, but I, I, that's something that I recognize and also um, make sure that my staff don't have to do that either. That's something that's very important to me, that I don't encourage a, an environment where that is expected. Well, yeah, so if you're working that hard, then everybody else feels I like I don't they have expect to keep people yeah. to work that hard, and I feel very uncomfortable if people work longer than me, Bilgen. She works hard. She works later than yes. me sometimes. Yes, that's uh, it, yeah. It's like you. They, they kind of see that, and it's like, oh yeah. You're and I'm like, go home, please. Yeah. yeah. Like, please don't work. <laughs> please don't work. I'm going home. I like I like people to go home when it's time, and I like people to have their own life. Um, I, that's important to me because I don't do it for myself. <laughs> no, I I try. I <laughs> I live vicariously through their own holidays. <laughs> I feel like we need to all come up and give her a hug right now. No, Jeez. I'm fine, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. No, I um, I I have had to to take some time for myself to, to to factor in. Like, I feel weird if I'm an hour late for work. Like, I'm I like text everyone at work. I'm like, I'm going to be an hour late, and they're like, you're so weird. Like, you don't have to tell us. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Um. I don't even know what the question well, was. Well, I feel like we're just talking about ambition I've in general. Lost. I've just yeah, lost. Yeah, no, it's good. We're, we're getting into it. I'm having a great it. time. I like it. We're getting into it. It's good. No, I just feel like uh, I might cry at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. there's been basically a running uh, bet whether or not I cry before the person I'm interviewing. A Adam. Oh my god. Adam, I think definitely has it on me. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I, I was almost close. cried. Like, I, I almost close. cried in Portland. You almost cried in Portland. That in sounds po like a song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna sing the song though. It's, it's a sad song, it's like now. A Smith song. Yeah, something. it's definitely a Smith song. This is the perfect weather for that. Uh, I almost cried in Portland. Uh, no, it's, it's, 
I feel like, oh God, now I want to record that. No, no, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. It's a good joke. We don't want to ruin it. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I asked that one already. Okay. Uh, what's been the most challenging point in your career? You're going to cut out the pauses in the podcast, right? No, that's good. That's real. Also, I'm pretty lazy about the podcast. Okay, cool. I just put an intro and outro and send it out. Great. Yeah. Um, so what was the question? Um, what's been the most challenging point in your career? This interview? No. Um, I don't know. I think, I think the first hurdle of running a business with salaried staff, of there was a moment where my tax return was due. And this is a good story, actually. I, owed, I had to pay some money, quite a bit of money tax. And I hadn't, although I'm very good, put maybe quite enough aside. Like, I wasn't going to be in debt, but I was going to be close to the wire. And whenever you have staff, you never want to be close to the wire, you know? You don't want to make sure there's plenty in the bank to pay the people who work for you. This was maybe about four, four years ago. Um, and I think we were having a party. I don't know why. Um, we were having a party. As you do. Uh, we have parties. That's something we do. Um, and I remember that one of a brand had ripped off a, one of my designs, a high street clothing brand. And luckily, I knew someone who knew someone who knew someone, and they had like nudged them to be like, "Yo, you know, you might be in trouble here." So I think my tax bill was like ten thousand pounds or something that I needed to pay. And then that brand emailed me the night we were having the party and were like, can we come to a commercial settlement if we give you £10,000? And I was like, yes! I was like, it was like, done, done, done. The universe just like, served no it to more, you. Like, I don't need any more money. Just give, like, exactly I'll take 10, it. Exactly £10,000 tonight. I'll take it. Yeah. Deal. They, they brought over the cash in a double yeah. bag. Yeah. So, um, but, but, but generally, um, there were some times where I felt quite close to being in the red at the very start, but not not really, but just as my sort of neurotic self, you know, I like to have money in the bank. But it's also, a, it's a hard thing when starting a business, because I think a lot of designers and creative folks want to start their own company, and it's not, you know, I didn't go to school for business. Oh, yeah, and you, you make way less money. Yeah. <laughs> I made like five times more money as a freelancer yeah. as I do running my own business. Every penny that I earn goes into my company and into everyone else's pocket. Um, and obviously, I, of course, now can afford to pay myself better, but I still don't earn anywhere close to what I used to. Um, but that's, I don't care. because I'm much happier and I get to go to work with 10 amazing people every day and have a great time and make work that I never thought I'd be able to make by myself. Um, and I've got to meet and work with many, many other people that I would never have been able to meet or work with again alone. What's the, what's the most important thing you've learned about running a business as, as a non-businessy person? I've said this before, but because it's a good quote, it's better to have a hole in your team than an asshole. Whose quote is that? Is that yours? It's Richard Branson oh, via my brother, Richard yeah. Moros, who <laughs> runs Moo. He wh who what? Runs Moo. Okay. Moo.com. Oh, yeah, Moo. Yeah, Moo. Those are great cards. Yeah, it's a good quote. Yeah. Uh, better to have a hole in your team than an asshole. Yes. I think that's true. You need to hire the person, not the skill. That's yeah. really, really important. Yeah, well, it's, 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 especially with a small team, it's oh, easy yeah. to, like, quickly derail everybody if everyone's worrying about one person. Like, literally, your entire workforce could all quit because of one person. So... Um, or be miserable or sad or feel uncomfortable or whatever feelings 
um, may be happening. Obviously, it can't always be perfect, and there are times where it, people are get grumpy with each other because we spend seven hours a day or eight hours a day with each other. Um, um, but yeah, that's really important. For sure. Um, how often do you feel like you have no idea what you're doing? Not that often. Okay, that's good. Sorry. No, I do more often than you. Then. Yeah. I think um, I think there's always a solution to every problem. And it might take a while to get there sometimes, but sometimes just making a start is enough. Yeah. And then trusting that the solution will come. Yeah, yeah and also, what, it's all quite abstract, really. Like, what is a solution? Nothing. Just make some work. It's fine. <laughs> really, like, we overthink it. And that's why, you know, everyone in this room has the opportunity to topple huge corporations that inflate what they do, inflate the costs of what they do behind the smokescreen of process and blah, 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 keywords, blah, 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 biography, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you can all do, you could all rebrand a corporation tomorrow. Like, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this industry, in the film industry, in the music video industry, in every industry. Individuals are essentially the people that make the work. And that's really what our studio offers is that you will talk to a designer, you will have a ch you will pay way less money for what you want to do, and it will be fun. Yeah. Great. And good. And like, yeah, and the, the right people will take the money home at the end of the day, not the boss man. Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah, uh, the boss man. What's been <laughs> <laughs> the boss man? The boss the man. Boss man. Uh, what's been your proudest moment of your career? I don't know. None. Nothing. Okay, nothing. Uh, what's been your big? Here's, <laughs> here's, so a, here's an easier one. What's been your biggest failure? <laughs> Sorry. My biggest failure. I think I thought my biggest failure was when my first member of staff left, but then he came back. So, it it was a it was a cycle. That makes me feel nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's both my proudest moment and my biggest failure. Done. Check, check. Media training. Next. Yes. Uh, media training. I haven't had any. <laughs> What's, uh, what excites you these days? Um, literally a silent room. I don't know. I, I'm not... I'm quite a simple person. I like watching telly and eating popcorn and getting a Chinese takeaway and walking what, the dogs. What shows are you watching right now? Everything. Game I watch of, Game of Thrones. I watch all television. Are you caught up? Should we just talk about Game yeah, of no, Thrones this let's week? Let's not, because I talked about it all day. <laughs> but I do watch all the television. Yeah. Every single channel, every so program good. at all times. I'm so watching good. it. All time. You you I just have it. like right you, now you I have a console of ten screens <laughs> yeah. in your house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not lying. <laughs> like I'm right now I'm catching up on like season thirteen of Ep of Project Runway. Right? That's a throwback. Yeah, right? like I I watch I I have no uh, quality control when it comes to TV. None Just dive in, game over. Oh, Love Island, yeah. of course, everything. Yeah. If you're watching a TV show and talking about it, I'm watching it too. <laughs> Except if it's sport. Have you Have you watched Glow yet on Netflix? Yes, I have. I, I watched the first three episodes. It's really good. I've completed really Netflix. Really <laughs> you're done. I've been waiting to tell that joke for like. <laughs> it's, people don't laugh on Twitter anymore because yeah. there's nobody actually on Twitter anymore. So I've said it, and like three people liked it, but in a room full of people, and like right. 150 people liked it. Plays, it plays. It plays. <laughs> it plays out. They, they just keep coming up with like original shows just to keep Originally you satisfied. Originally shit shows. Yeah, they, they got some shit ones. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you afraid you've peaked? No. Okay, good. I've not really done anything yet. 
Right. Don't roll your eyes. Like I genuinely, <laughs> be, I mean, that's that a is good feeling, though. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I've worked on some like some bits and pieces. Well, I haven't. I've not done. I've done a lot. Yeah. Done lots of little things, but I've not gone out there and like, you know, well, well, jumped off a cliff and <laughs> rebranded Disney right. yet. <laughs> Once you have not those psychedelics, it's going to be really good. Yeah. Fantastic logo, yeah. but you know, <laughs> I've not felt like I've really done the the thing yet. So, well, what's what haven't you done that you'd be psyched to do? Design the next Disney castle. That's awesome. I would love. I don't cool. know. I don't really know. I, I don't. I like. I love working with the musicians. I love design. I love designing tours. It's like one of my favorite things to do. And they don't come along that often. And a lot of the time, you want to work for the right artists. You're, I bet you're thinking One Direction. They're the right artists to work for. <laughs> um, no, but like I love doing tours, and um, they're a huge amount of work. Um, but I haven't ha I haven't done one this year, so I'm hoping there'll be one next year. Is there an artist you'd love to work with? No. You, you just want to keep um, it open all of them. Rihanna. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, I would love to work with her. Rihanna's listening to this. She was about to call you. Man, that's good. We're good anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I, I, the next big thing, I don't know, okay. something new and interesting. Okay. I, don't, I don't really fixate on anything right now, maybe, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm working with a few artists in Japan and, and hoping to do some more work in Korea and K-pop, and the tours there are bonkers. So that's kind of way more interesting to me than, you know, our the billboard chart that's cool yeah um what uh what's your achilles heel as a creative person like what can't you do what i can't drive at? not that's creative yeah, no that's okay Let, i want to hear that uh, my achilles I bet you can't drive at all those people over there would probably be better at saying what i'm bad at because that occasionally fix it they could shout it out they'll fix it in my file while i'm not looking <laughs> um i'm not very good at lots of things they're definitely Everyone in the office is better at me at something, um, 100%, if not several things. Um, I don't know. I'm not patient. I'm really, if you can tell, <laughs> I'm really, really impatient. So that doesn't help when doing projects that require concentration and um, long time scales. Focus and all that. Yeah. I'm very focused, but um, I will get less focused over time. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not being focused. Do you get bored easily? Mm, maybe. With all those TV shows you watch, yeah. I don't like watching the adverts. Uh, yeah. I fast forward those. Yeah. yeah, as you should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anyone who makes you jealous? I mean, I am getting a bit older, and I am a bit jealous that everyone's younger than me. It's a hard thing when you were like, kind of the young one. I was the young one. Yeah, I was the young one too, and now yeah. we have a complex over it. And I was like 19, and now I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then you also know a bunch of shit and are in a better situation. Yeah, but I'm not 19. like the old one yet. Yeah. I'm not the like. We're not the <laughs> You're sage. You're not the wise sage. Yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. the sage. You know, we're not the three-eyed fucking raven or whatever it's called. <laughs> you know. We're not the creepy brother. Yeah, like I just, but I never want to be that guy either. You yeah. know, I never want to be that guy that goes. You know that they done that to me when I was on a conference yeah. with them, and they're like, "Oh, you're only 19." Yeah. I never want to be that guy either. I just, um, I, I do wish that I uh, actually, I don't care. Whatever, age is whatever. Yeah. We just went in a full cycle, and We're I don't care fine. about anything. We're all fine. That's cool. I'm uh, gonna quit my job and like do something else. 
what would you do if you got your job? Like, what's the other career? Um, K-pop star. I wanted to be a, a forensic detective. That's all those Netflix you're watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, cr- I'm a true crime addict, so I listen to all the true crime podcasts ever, even the ones that are too gross for people to listen to. Wait, what's a too gross one for people to listen to? Um, like Sword and Scale. Nobody listens to it because it's morbid and it's disgusting. Oh, you have to send it to me. Like they have a, like they have warnings at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like Several that, warnings. That dark shit. Yeah. Oh, like the most dark thing you could possibly think of being talked about in a podcast is what they're talking about. So it's the opposite. Like of your, I can't of talk about it here yeah. because yeah. if anyone could pull the quote from yeah. this, it would be too much. <laughs> yeah, just the one out of context <laughs> quote from <laughs> your true crime. Uh, do you have a nemesis? Um, I don't. Several people are. I'm their nemesis, but I don't have one personally. How does that feel? Fine. Yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the last time I did a talk, I called out my nemesis, and they were in the audience. So I'm never doing that again. <laughs> and we had a bit of a tete-a-tete like this. Oh, really? Mm, Trevor Jackson. <laughs> He's and not in the audience. No, he would, as if you would come to and this. And Trevor from out the door. <laughs> Literally, yeah. that happened. Really? Literally, that happened. You talk shit, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm right here. What's up? I, I said that he was moaning about, oh, now he, this is now going to be re, it's happening again. <laughs> this is like really well, bad. Oh, we weren't David. there. We like weren't my there. My heart is actually beating like fast, like I'm having an anxiety attack. <laughs> So I was saying how he was moaning about something, and he sat up at the front queue and was like, I wasn't moaning. <laughs> I didn't know he was there. That's incredible. It was horrible. That's great TV. Because we already had a beef. I didn't, uh, yeah. didn't want to extend the beef. You guys can, like, you know. You can, you it's can, deep. It's deep. Mm. All right, well, maybe it'll work itself out in therapy. No, okay. Um, do you have any regrets? Um, no. Except for that one moment when you called out Trevor and he's in the audience. I regret that. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then talking Although about it again on the podcast. Although I played it yeah. so cool and pretended like I knew he was there during the talk, but now I've just cancelled that out. <laughs> so I regret this moment <laughs> of saying that I didn't know that he was there. Yeah. Because I pretended that I did did. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. No, well, now you're. Right. Yeah, it's out there now. Uh, nobody listens to this podcast. Anyway. I don't it's think fine. Trevor Jackson's going to be listening to your podcast. I'm no, sorry. probably not. Yeah. He will now that he knows that there's a whole segment uh, about people him. are tweeting, live tweeting, and oh, tagging him right fuck. now. Fuck. <laughs> oh, sorry, Trevor. Oh my God, uh, he hates me so much. <laughs> your uh, work is amazing, Trevor. You're great. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's nice. Now his work is amazing, but yeah. we just have a beef. Okay. <laughs> but vinyl is over, so get over it. <laughs> well, it's not really over, but it's back. But <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I mean. It's like it is back, but it is over. <laughs> you know, like tapes, everything now. Yeah. Don't get me started. Tapes, like mm-hmm. cassettes. Yeah, cassettes. Apparently, back. there's better sound quality than like CDs mm-hmm. and MP3s. I think I think we should bring like back title. The, we should bring back the the reel to reel. I think we should just ones. bring live music back. Or that too. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Um, what? How do you define success? A very comfortable mattress. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's pretty great, yeah. Like, if you have enough money to buy a mattress that suits your body and your sleeping style, that's all you need. <laughs> that's literally... So my, my definition of success when I was in college... Uh, I had two levels of it. The first level was being able to afford to go into a deli and buy a sandwich when I was hungry. Great. I knew I made it. And the second one was when I had my Achievable goals. Achievable goals. And the second one was when I wanted to make enough money where I could always afford to have frozen banana uh, popsicles in my freezer at all times. Do you do that? Because I eat frozen banana milkshakes like every day. Oh, that sounds amazing. No, I'm I, addicted. I, those, those, they're hard to come by, the frozen fruit 
banana pops. But you can make them yourself. So I can make them myself. Just yeah. dip them in yeah. banana and chocolate and put it in the freezer. Oh, my God. It's good. Have you tried to make banana ice cream? Oh, I've, I You just chop up the banana, freeze it, and then you put it in a food processor with a little I splash of milk. I literally have a frozen so banana and chocolate milkshake every day when I get home from work. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah. while I watch all the TV. We should be having those right now. It would be good. Next time. Um, they don't travel well. Only yeah. Only a couple more questions. Uh, more questions. Are you happy? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, if you had to give your younger self one piece of advice, 19-year-old Kate or younger, uh, what would it be? That's like such a cliche question, but I still don't know the answer. Uh, no offense. <laughs> that are not all hits, all right? Yeah. Because um, your other questions are really, really good. Um, <laughs> I would tell myself to think of an answer for this question. Hey. Future so you. Good. Okay. Future me. Uh, I, I don't know. Sorry. And last question: How Pass. are you? Fe- how are you feeling right now? Uh, exhausted and like slightly like I forgot I was in a room full of people having this conversation. <laughs> that's good. That's a good sign. Uh, all right. That's all my questions. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you. You did a great crowd. Great crowd. Yeah. I'll be here all week. Thank you. Thank you all for coming out in the rain. I, I guess you guys are used to it. It's not over yet. Uh, but so it's not over. We're going to do a QA. and uh, a If anybody has any questions, please raise your hand. We'll bring a mic to you. Uh, Megan, do you, want, do you want to bring the I, mic I'll to I'll give a pin to anyone that asks a question. Oh, my God. You're good at bribing. It's good. Well, if you no, do great. a Q&A and you don't have anything to offer people, you're going to get the same person asking three questions. <laughs> or your mom. Usually. Let me get the pins. Right, you get pins. Uh, Megan, do you mind? You got the mic. Uh, we got a question in the front here. So you said you're hiring, and I'm just wondering, because it is working, not working, what do you look for in the designers that you're hiring? Very good question. I look for a good personality. Well, that's really horrible. I look for a good person. Um, Personality is what, like, you know, it's taste. A a good person is more important. Um, I look for a strong sense of identity, not necessarily style, but, like, assuredness in that person's specific skills. Because that makes it easier for me to see if it's something I need. And even if it's something I don't need, sometimes I'll hire people who have a skill that I don't need, but it's such a good skill that I can make or find work to suit their skill. Um, So that works too. But it's important for me to get a good sense of what that person's uh, strengths are. And um, that's about it. How do you interview for a good person? How How can you tell their... You spend time with them? Yeah. Um, and so we do uh, our work, we do like a day trial. If you get past a day, you get asked to do more than a day. And then we do three month probationary period before offering people full time job. So so you both have a chance to, yeah. So you both have a chance to decide if it's right for you. And it it means that there's an automatic time where two people sit down and they go, do you want to work here or do you not want to work here? Um, I don't know why I'm standing up. Because I was going to hand out pins. Uh, yeah, so that's that's that. Yeah. That's great. Uh, any other questions? Uh, we'll go to the front, and then we'll go to the back after that. Thanks, Megan. This is Megan, guys. Hey, Megan. Working out, working. Good talk. Thanks, Megan. Um, you mentioned you have an Atlanta office, right? Well, so it, it's in in utero. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you worked remotely before, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when you have a team that's dispersed, mm. how do you? Uh, build that social capital with them? How do you keep them motivated? It's really difficult to have that distributed workflow going. So No, you're totally right. And it's something that I'm currently like trying to work out because we're opening this, hopefully this space in Atlanta. Um, and 
obviously we our current working environment is a very intimate we all share a desk essentially so to then have someone on the other side of the globe is difficult but i think through regular um reunions and and meetings and constant contact and support um but yeah it is going to be difficult it's totally a challenge that i'm currently prepared for and thank you for reminding me again to do so even more so because it's it's it is hard and I think it can be the the detriment of a lot of businesses that try and open other locations but in this instance um, I'm hoping to provide support to that person so they can build their own community of staff around them and I trust them they've been working with me for a long time so yeah, you know helps because then helps. they can export the the, the brand and the, and the studio yeah. vibe Unless yeah. they're like, you know, it'd probably be good to get them a friend over there. So that yeah, would be that's yeah. what that's why yeah, we're hiring, looking yeah. through yeah. through the uh, the the website here yeah. that we're promoting on the on job board. You guys can apply on there. You can just talk to Kate. It's good. Uh, I know we had a question in the yep, stripe polka dots, polka dot sweater, great sweater. Hey Jennifer, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Good. I have a really random question. Sure. Um, if you could redesign any character in the entire world, Disney or non-Disney, which one would it be and why? Good question. Uh, I would redesign Baymax because I love Baymax. What is Baymax? I'm sorry. <laughs> just kidding. I totally know, guys. I was just testing you. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> Big Hero 6 is a... Uh, animated film. I didn't see it. It's supposed to be great, though. It's really good. Because yeah, okay. uh, I love him, but I just, as a character, like, to buy merch of Baymax, it's basically a white thing with black eyes. Mm -hmm. So there's no, like, the T-shirt with Baymax on is, like, I would give him, like, a colorful T-shirt or something. Yeah, that, that's my answer. Hi. Hi. Oh, there you um, go. What Hi. does your personal work look like? And do you have to you kind are. of... Um, what does your personal work look like? And do you have to push yourself to make time for your own development? I don't make personal work. I'm okay. a commercial designer. I don't care about my own work. I, l I don't... If you asked me to sit down and make a piece of work, I would just <laughs> rather watch television. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, like... I cannot be creative for myself. Yeah. I know that. That's why I say I don't feel like a creative person. Yeah. Because, like, I have no... I have no desire to like fill a white canvas with with design or art of any shape or form yeah. like it when I'm not designing is working for me it's a yeah. it's something I love and enjoy and get much satisfaction from but I, I'm not an artist and I'm, I don't I'm not I don't have a personal practice or a personal desire to execute anything um, sometimes when I'm on holiday I like to make typefaces because it's quite therapeutic but, you know, that's its not really something you can hang on your wall at home. <laughs> uh, not the typefaces I'm making. You just, you just put the word fuck in your typeface. <laughs> I wouldn't write go. that on my wall. God. All oh, right, sorry. That's your favorite swear word. Uh, nice, nice words. <laughs> nice words. Uh, we got a question in the front here. And we'll get you guys your pins after. Okay, yeah, pins. Come, on, come and see me after. after. Yeah. Hi there. Hi. Um, so you probably won't like my label as calling you a creative, but bear with me. It's fine. You can so label <laughs> me whatever you like. If it sounds a bit like you're a creative who's had to learn how to do business. I think I'm a business person that had to... Well, well finish okay, good. Because that might help me. That might help me. <laughs> so I was going to say that I feel that like I'm a business person who's trying to open their creative mind a little. Yes. 
So I, my question was going to be, as a creative, um, what tips do you, can you give me for starting to get my creative juices flowing? Well, I think coming at creativity from a business point of view is really smart and definitely don't let anyone invalidate you because you're not creative first, you're business first. I hate that snobbery in the industry. It's a waste of time. Um, and I think often um, business is a very creative, I personally think business is a very creative pastime and you have to have ideas and you have to solve problems in the same way as you do in design. And often you do them through design if you're a designer. But um, I think try not to put things on a pedestal and separate things in your mind so much. And uh, as I kind of re reiterating what I said before, um, often the solution is very simple. Uh, that's another thing, like this sort of art school mentality that, you know, you have to study for ages and it's really difficult and you have to like read all the books. And, you know, it's really crap. Um, sometimes the first idea you had was the best one. You don't don't feel like you have to kind of exhaust your uh, creativity to like get to the best solution. Like very often, a client will call up. I'll come up with the idea. The first thing I come up with is the thing we go with. Um, whereas at art school, we were told that the first idea you have is always the worst idea. So. Who knows? Yeah, Who's you, right? You spent like 10, 15 years like honing your thinking and, and all that. And so it's all there. And well, it's no, like, there it's much go, better yeah. business for your first yeah. idea to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's good efficiency. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Um, maybe. It depends on if you're billing by the hour or not. But um, see, <laughs> business. Business. Um, those, all of those things are really exciting and interesting. And yeah, don't let your business mind, uh, don't let it feel like that's impeding your creative one. Uh, let them both excel and let one ha support the other if necessary. Because I think that a lot of people, especially in the market where it's so flooded, there's so many creative people and designers out there. Um, actually, if you go at it from a business point of view and think about an area that you feel you could go into and succeed, that's the best rate way to go. Um, if you're like, oh, wow, well, there's this weird gap in the market where no one's building this thing or designing this thing, or I know loads of theatres or whatever, like use that to guide you rather than your instinct to like design posters or whatever. And it's, and it's yeah, what you're saying it's all problem solving. So yeah, creativity absolutely. is just solving problems. Yeah, and that's why I don't really feel like I'm creative because I don't, I feel more like an inventor or a problem solver than I do like a creative, but whatever. Creative is like a gross word anyway. A creative. We're, we're all creative. All can be creative people. Yes, there we so go. There we go. We, we are, all have we creativity within us. I hate that word. Creativity? Yeah. Fuck. What else can I say? Just living. <laughs> living. Okay. We're all just I don't livers. Know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Next question. We got time for like two, three more questions. Uh, in the front here, we, do we have a mic? Let's see. Oh, hey, Megan. Hi again. Hi. Um, my question is so. When your staff or team is feeling pooped or pooped, yes. I just wanted to say it. Pooped. <laughs> you poop sometimes. Um, when your staff or team is feeling pooped or uninspired, or perhaps yourself, uh, what do you do to lift the atmosphere, especially when you're building by the hour? Uh, well, turn off the fucking the time, the clock for one. I mean, definitely don't put pressure on it. Yeah. Yeah. God. I mean, we we do track time now. It's something that we brought in. I just. I felt like I knew that there was work that was slipping through the cracks and it wasn't being accounted for. So that's why we have tracking. But 
by no means is everyone expected to track seven hours of their day. No, no way in hell. Um, but to answer your question, um, I can tell when the mood is low in the studio or people are tired and I think it's important to recognize it rather than like people try and like cover up the fact that they're feeling like crap or, you know, just be like, are you all right? Like, do you need to go for a walk or get some fresh air or whatever? Um, but we also try and do fun things, you know, like go, go out on day trips or have parties or finish work early on a Friday and have some drinks or whatever it is. I think it's important to recognize the cracks rather than ignore them. Um, and yeah, I mean, and and I think people can tell when I'm in a bad mood <laughs> at work, uh, clearly. Um, and I think they respect that that happens too, and that sometimes you just need to just be quiet and keep your head down and go home early or go home on time and just come back fresh the next day. Nobody can be expected to be. No, and we don't talk time, about yeah. it. Like, you know, sometimes people are having a hard time, wh whether it's their health, their mental health, if, you know, their, their situation, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And I think like you can't assume that people are going to be sunny all the time um, and you just have to let them not be. That's fine. And, l and let them know it's okay. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, you know, I've had people who have gone home because they didn't they didn't feel comfortable being at work, not because they had a fever. You know, that's just the way it is. Well, that's good. I think not enough people prioritize that and, and, and respect like knowing yourself and knowing like, yeah, if you can't be productive right now or you're not feeling it, because, like, forcing yourself through that is just miserable. You'd yeah. rather have people feel all right and go home and get a fresh start. Yeah, and also yeah. you have to respect that there will be staff who feel comfortable telling you that kind of stuff, and there will be people that don't, and you have to recognize it in them and go, are you okay? Like, do you need a minute? Like, if you need to go, leave the office at any time, just leave. You don't have to ask. Yeah. You know, just so much of what I'm learning from what the corporate world isn't doing is something that I want to do in my workspace and encouraging with my humans that I work with every day. It's caring. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's also the same for clients. You you know, I have had clients that have been rude or abusive or said things that are not appropriate and I've called them out on it and said, you can't talk to my staff like that. And they sometimes they still do and I eventually try and get rid of them. I heard a quote uh, that's helped me recently. It was, uh, whatever action isn't love is a cry for love. So it's just people not feeling loved is why they are assholes or impatient or whatever those things are. Yeah, but are. I don't have time. You don't, no, no, yeah. And not saying you have to tolerate <laughs> those it. clients. No, I mean, yeah, not saying you have to tolerate sometimes. it, but it's a, it's a good, it, it, it reframes you your thinking yeah. on how to, how to interact with people when you're like, oh, they're, they're just upset about something and they're not feeling, they're not feeling the love. Yeah, but when it's, it, yeah, yeah. But in, in business, you can also say, I don't well, want to fucking yeah. deal with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, she wants to sneak in one more question. Sure. Sneak, sneak away. You got the mic. Sneak in. a quick one, I promise. Um, <laughs> would you watch all the television in the world or cartoons? And I really like your toque. <laughs> would I watch all the television in the world? Like TV shows versus cartoons. I would watch TV shows. So you would? Yeah, I wouldn't watch cartoons. Yeah. I mean, they would get boring. <laughs> I mean, I I much rather watch TV than cartoons. I'm not really that into cartoons personally. Fair enough. Despite the Garfield. I mean, I, I know head, it's yeah. much cooler to be into cartoons, but yeah. I don't really watch cartoons. I don't really care about being cool. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like animated movies though. Oh, I like animated like, movies like too. Like what was that? Inside Out. They're not really cartoons oh, man, though. So good, I cried the whole time. Um, all right. The front row is on fire. Yeah, I mean, they're really just bringing it, bringing the heat. <laughs> on fire. What advice would you give someone that's just graduated? Um, boah. An entire <laughs> lifetime of advice, no. Um, just get started straight away. 
Like, you should have maybe done that when you were in second year. But, you know, it's never too late to start. Um, try and get experience. Try and find out what you want to do. Try and find out who you are. Um, and that might take a while to understand yourself. But when you understand yourself, then employees will understand who you... Employers, sorry, will understand who you are. And I think that's an important process after graduating. So am I this kind of designer? Am I that kind of designer? What kind of work do I want to do? What kind of work do I want to find? You need to get your ducks in a row. Yeah, because me and Chloe want to start one on our own. Yeah. Because quite a lot of studios are quite corporate or you don't get a lot of image making. Mm -hmm. So you're dropping other people's images into boxes and that's not something we're interested in. Me neither. Yeah, so I, I'm with what the studios are like that. I, mean, I know yours is quite creative. I know you don't like that, you know that word, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we <laughs> don't think image making is bad. Um, we like making our own images. We, we don't yeah. really like getting them from other people. Um, I think that's great. You've, you've recognised an area in the market that is lacking that, so you need to be those creators, yeah. be those image makers, find an area where you can add value to that sector or that type of work, um, but you'll just have to graft for like a few years. Yeah, and I always advocate personal projects because uh, it's your, you don't at all. Personal project. Uh, I totally disagree. No, I up until a point. Okay. They're but don't you feel important. like it's an opportunity to go and make the stuff you want to be making and you put it out You're there totally and it, right. and it attracts wrong. like every job I've you ever sold gotten. It. You sold it. You sold it. Yes. Um, but basically, any I, job I, I I've ever... No, you're right. Personal yeah. projects are really important. Do you, do you need experience? <laughs> That's really um. convincing. Uh, no, but like for, for me, it's like putting the work out there that you want to do, and it attracts the right type of people what to What we you. don't know, does we, do we need the experience from other studios like yours first before starting out, or can we just go for it? You can just go for it. Go for it. Um, but find someone you can ask advice to regularly or have connect a connection to so you don't accidentally get yourself in a situation for whatever reason. Just make sure you have people around you that you can reach out to and ask yeah. advice to. I did, um, like, I through doing talks and lectures, met lots of people who did it before me. And if I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do if this happens? I've got someone I can ask that question to. Just find a couple of, I mean, mentors is probably a strong word for that. But find some people that you can kind of, yeah, some friends or some people who you a bit more experienced or have more experience than you that you can ask questions to in a safe way, you know. But it sounds like you know what you want to do and you should just go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I think that's all the time we have for for questions. What a good way to end. That was a great way to end. So thanks to Kate for oversharing with us. Uh, also thanks to the Trampery for hosting us during our time in London. If you need a co-working space or event space, check them out. Thanks to Nicholas Burke and Young for recording the audio at the event, and to Final Cut Significant Others and T for helping me record this audio right now. If you enjoy this overshare, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes. That's how other people can discover us. And if there's anyone you'd like to hear me interview, uh, tweet at WNotW uh, with your suggestions. We plan on doing a lot more of these, and, and we'd love to hear who you'd want to hear from. Uh, you can also use the hashtag WNWOvershare. If you'd like to learn more about Working Not Working or, or join as a creative or as a company, go to workingnotworking.com. We'd love to have you. Uh, and that's all we got for this episode at Overshare, and I uh, hope to see you next time.